Okay, let's start our discussion of Parshas Bo. Uh, just uh, by way of introduction, just the uh, the shir tonight is the Rafu Shlema, my father-in-law, Rafal Tzvi Ben 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 Malka, who is uh, in the middle of surgery right now, and all the Torah that we learned tonight, and all the people who are listening, the hundreds of people that listen until Shabbos over the next couple of days, all the Limud Torah should be Leschus Rafu Shlema that he should have a uh, quick and speedy Rafu Sanefesh and Rafu Saguf, and just by uh, Along those lines, there is a one-liner from the Rav Chanoch Alexander, the Admor from, from Alexander, that uh, says, It's not on your sheet. It says that there was darkness in Mitzrayim. It was darkness. Maka number nine. Nobody saw their friend. Nobody got up and did anything. So the Rebbe says, there was darkness. You know when there's darkness in the world? When man does not see their friend, when nobody gets up to do anything for anybody else, that's when there's darkness in the world. The way that we bring light to the world is when we are come, when we do something for others, when we think of others, when we learn for others, when we daven for others, when roim ishesachiv, that's when there's light in the world, that's when we make ourselves an orlagayim. So Hashem, we should have that in mind uh, throughout our lives, but tonight as well. That's Choshech Okay, let's start off with the name of the Parsha. The name of the Parsha. Parsha's boat. The Lubavitcher Rebbe, the, uh, the new um, set, relatively new set that they put out with all of the Torah of the Lubavitcher Rebbe in, uh, in the set of Chumashim. So the name of every, par- the beginning of every Parsha, he talks about the name of the Parsha. So the name, Parsha's Bo. What did he say about Bo? So it says the Lubavitcher Rebbe in source number one, Bo means come. As in the first go, Paul Paro, come to Paro. But why is the Parsha in which the Jews crush Egypt and leave it known as come to Paro? This is the Parsha about Yitziah, leaving. And yet it's called Bo. Ironic, right? Like we've discussed in the past. The Parsha where Yaakov dies is Parsha's Vayechi. The Parsha where Sarah dies is Parsha's Chaye Sarah. The Parsha where B'nai Yisrael go out of Egypt is called coming, Bo. It's a, a separate question. What do you mean, Bo Alparo, Leich Alparo, discussed by many of the commentaries. So what does it mean, Bo Alparo? Says the Bavitcher Rebbe, this teaches us a lesson. Some people think that to solve the problems of their religious and spiritual lives, they just need to do more good and more good and more good and more good and do another mitzvah, do another mitzvah, do another chesed. And that's why how we perfect ourselves. That's true to it in a sense. But there's something also that we have to do. And that is... The truth is, he writes, however, that in addition to doing more good, a person also has to eradicate the bad. And not just bad in general, but bad that must be crushed at its root so it does not grow back. What's called not just asetov, 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 but there's also the surmera element. Facing the negatives, facing what we have to root out facing the midos raos, the negative traits that we have and getting rid of them. We can't just just do good and do good and not focus on where we have to improve. Not just add on. But think about what in our lives we have to remove. And he says we have to get it out. We have to face it and get it out by the root, like a weed. If we just take the weed out on top, if you don't get it by the root, it's just going to grow back. Can't get it from the, from, from the top. Says Lobavitcher Rebbe. But it must be crushed at the root so it does not grow back. That's why before B'nai Yisrael leave, Yitzia, Yitzia's Mitzrayim, first you got to face the evil. 
You got to face it in front of us and crush it. Moshe was told to seek out the evil, next column, of Egypt at its root, and then to crush it and humiliate it to the extreme. And only then would the exodus occur. We have to first bow, and then we can leave. And he says in, in, our, in his daily life, this means that a person should try to identify the primary desire which burns at his heart, the root of evil, and launch an attack on that desire with full force. When he succeeds in this mission, he will then find that his other personal struggles follow. The first we have to do, the sur ra, face the ra. We all have areas to improve on. So not only to add on mitzvos, but also to try to remove in our lives at its roots what we are not proud of. Rav Cook writes in one place, I mentioned this in uh, other shiurim, maybe this idea of getting, getting it at its roots and not just taking it from the surface is alluded to in one word that we say in Avinu Malkeinu. We say it every fast day and we say it on, uh, during Aseris Yimei Tshuva. We write, Avinu Malkeinu, we say, we scream, we cry, Achzireinu b'tshuva shleima lefanecha. Please return us tshuva shleima. Help us do tshuva shleima. Answer of Cook, what's tshuva shleima? Achzireinu b'tshuva lefanecha. Help us do tshuva. We need complete tshuva. What's tshuva shleima? Says Rav Cook, in order to understand tshuva shleima, we have to look at the next line. The next line of the Avinu Malkeinu. Shlach Rufua Shlema L'choli Amecha What's Rufua Shlema? Of complete Rufua? Writes Rav Kook Rav Nerias Svarim on Rav Kook in source number 2 Mo'adea Raya Raya Rav Avram Yitzchak HaKohen Kook Avinu Malkeinu Aksirinu B'Shuva Shlema My Mashma Shuva Shlema What does it mean? So he says look at the next line Rufua Shlema Berova Mikrim Hamachla He Simptum Shel Matzavo Takin El Aguf Kulo Many times, a sickness that we see as a sickness is just a symptom. And we have to look beneath. We only see the symptom. We don't see the illness underneath. We don't see the root cause of what's happening. And if the refuah only focuses on the external symptoms, it will not be a complete refuah, a complete healing. Sometimes you can look at a person and you think something's wrong and then it's something totally else. Rav Waxman writes, says over in uh, one of his Musar uh, Sichos, that one time he had, a, he had terrible back pain. Terrible back pain. Rav Waxman, he says he went to the doctor, he had pain, he didn't know. The doctor says, there's a problem with your shoes. With my shoes, my back is hurting, my feet feel fine. No, there's a problem with your shoes. You're my shoe, what are you talking about? He said, no, your sole, the way you're stepping, that's what's giving you back pain. He's like, okay, he's a doctor, I'll trust him. So what happened? So he had this extra, put this extra piece in his shoe, and two days later, no more back pain. The doctor was able not just to see what was on the outside, but he was able to see the root cause. Not just the symptom, but the illness itself. Says Rav Kook, that's Rafua Shalema Lacholiamecha. That's a Rafua Shalema? That's Tshuva Shalema. Hachzirenu b'tshuva Shalema Lafanecha. That means we don't just go on the surface. Certain actions of ours that we're not happy about. We can't get up properly for Minyan. So what's the root cause? We can't get up for Minyan? No, maybe the root. We don't appreciate davening properly. We speak something negatively about others. What's the problem? The action? No, maybe it's the root. I don't have proper perspective on my friend. Right, there's too much choshech in the world. Lo ro ish Right, that's what we have to see. What's the symptom and what's the cause? 
Says Rav Kook, the end of source two. V'hu adin shuva shleima, lo shuva chelkit ketua hamisyachesas v'chet hamugdar. Not just a partial shuva that focuses on one sin. Hamisuyam el mavakshem anush hakadosh baruch hu yachzirinu b'tshuva shleima, shuva that goes to the kisya kafid. That's what the Lubavitcher Rebbe says. We have to do the name of the parsha. Bo el paro, face paro. Face the evil. Paro is the symbol of evil. Face the Ra. Root it out. And then there won't be any problems. That will bring the ultimate Tov. Sur Ra totally. And then it will lead to the Asay Tov. Okay, we continue the last three Makas that we have in the Parsha. And in Perak Yud, Pasik Gimel. The third Pasik of the Parsha. Vayava Moshe Aaron Aparo. After Moshe Aaron receive the instructions. So Moshe and Aaron go to Paro by Yomre Love and they say to him, So says God, the God of the Hebrews. How long are you going to not obey? Just send out the nation. Avduni and they'll serve me. The Bali Tosvos, the Moshe of Skenimi Bali Atosvos, see right there is fine. The Moshe of Skenimi Bali Tosvos asks a simple question. This phrase, Elokei Ha'ivrim, not such a common phrase. We had it a little bit in last week's parsha. Why didn't it just say B'nai Yisrael? Am Yisrael. Elokei Ha'ivrim? Why are they called Ivrim here? Okay, Avram Ha'ivri. Why are they called Ivrim here? Ask the Moshe of Zkanim, quoted in source number three. Zeloshon Moshe of Zkanim, Tema. Lama Nikra B'chom Makom Elokei Yisrael U'ba'ot Shaim Yisraim Nikra Elokei Ha'ivrim. They were called Elokei Yisrael in the, in the, before by the Avos, Elokei Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, Elokei Yisrael. And here they're called Elokei HaIvrim. Right, what does Unkelis say? Elokei HaIvrim. Says Unkelis in Pasa Gimel. Eloka di Yehudae. Yehudae. It's already Yehudim. But the Torah says Ivrim. What is Ivrim? So it says the Moshe of Zekanim, venerally, Ki Yisrael Lashon Srara. Yisrael is a language of princelyhood. It's a language of of being high, being upper class. That's Sarara. B'nai Yisrael were nowhere near that in this state. Uba'oche Yisrael hayu meshubadim b'chomer u'belevenim nikra al-shem ha'ivrim. Before Klai Yisrael left, before the Yitzhiyah, they were still Ivrim. They weren't Yisrael yet. They weren't raised they were in Kisarisa in Elokim. Vatuchal. That didn't happen yet. They were Ivrim. The Rinas Yitzchak, Rav Yitzchak Saratskin, the Sefer, in Surah number 3, he adds on a little bit, a little deeper. Not just, oh, they weren't high yet, they were still lowly, Ivrim. He quotes a Maharal on the left side. V'hine HaMaharal, but the various Yisrael, Perak Yuzayin Bier, Shator lo nitna lepratim elo la'am. What we are reading about in this week's Parsha, this Parsha is a turning point in the entire Torah. Pre-Am Yisrael and post-Am Yisrael. Gracious through Bo, through part of Bo, is B'nai Yisrael as individuals. It wasn't B'nai Yisrael. Jews as individuals. Avram was the first Jew. Yitzchak Yaakov, 12 individuals even. Maybe even hundreds of thousands of individuals. But until they stepped foot out of Egypt, 
they were still a group of individuals. They were still Ivrim. Going back to Avram Avinu, who stood on Aver Hanahar, on the other side. But this Parsha, from Bo to Zos Abracha, different story. Different story. It's not a story about individuals anymore. It's a story about a people. It's a story about an Am. Lefiz to reflect and illustrate this. While they were in Mitzrayim, they weren't called B'nai Yisrael, Elokei Yisrael. They're called Elokei Ha'ivrim. Because as long as they were in Mitzrayim, they were in Mitzrayim, they weren't an Am. Maybe Paro started seeing them as, a, as an Am. Beginning of Parsha Shmos, right? This Am is going to become too great. But objectively, they were not an Am. This Parsha is a turning point. Ivrim Yisrael. And it's not only on a Hashkafic level. Halacha. Halacha recognizes this change. Gemara many are familiar with. The Gemara in Megillah, Dach Yudalid. The Gemara there is bothered. What's the next Yantav coming up? Tu Bishvat. But after Tu Bishvat, what's the next Yantav coming up? Purim. Right, it's almost the Shloshim Yom Lafneachad. Got to take advantage this year because next year we got an extra Adar to wait. Right, so this year, right, so Purim is the next Yantif. So the only Yantif that we don't say Hallel is Purim. Chanukah, we say full Hallel. Usually Chanukah and Purim go together. No Hallel on Purim. Why not? Three answers given in the Gemara. Three answers given. Says the Gemara in Megillah. Source number four. Gemara continues on. Um, let's start with the beginning. No halal on a nace that happens outside the land of Israel. No halal. Nace happened in Shushan. Shushan, no halal. What's the difference? Not for it's for a different time. What's the difference between a Kaddish Baruch Hu does a nace in Israel and a Kaddish Baruch Hu does a nace outside of Israel? What's the difference? It's a nace from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, different type of hashkacha. Yeah, not for now, but that's the first answer. Second answer, probably the most famous one, Rav Nachman Amar, second to last skinny line, Kriyasa Zuhalelya. The Kriyasa Megillah is the Hallel. The Megillah is the Hallel. It's a hidden type of Hallel. Just like the nace was a hidden type of nace. Rav Hutner writes, a hidden nace calls for a hidden Hallel. Shem's name is not mentioned in the Megillah, but the whole story is a praise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the Megillah is the Hallel. Rava Amar. Rava says a third answer. Bishlama Hasam. Fine on Pesach. We say Hallel. Why? Halalu Avde Hashem. Velo Avde Paro. Because there was a transition on Pesach. Yitzhiyas Mazayim was a transition. They went from Ivrim in Paro's domain to Yisrael, Kaddish Baruch Hu's domain. There was a halachic change based on the transition in life. They were still subject, subjects of Achashverosh. Esther still was living with the Russia. So what? It was a, you have to remember, Purim was a semi-happy ending. Not everybody lived happily ever after. But Israel lived, period. You don't have to say happily ever after. But that was Purim. It was still Avdi Achashverosh. It's yes, Mitzrayim was a transition. And that's why 
we celebrate. That's why we say Hallel, but that's alluded to in this parsha by the fact that HaKadosh Baruch was called Elokei Ha'ivrim before they got out. Okay, we continue. Perek Yud, Pasik Tezayin. So, what's the first maka in the parsha? We spoke about Choshech already. So we're going to focus a little bit on Arbe. The locusts. I'm not going to talk about Makas Bechorus tonight. We have to wait for uh, the Haggadah here for that. Perek Yud Pasik Tezayin. So the locusts come and they cover the land. They eat everything that was left. And Pasik Tezayin. Vayimaher Paro Likro Moshe Ula Aharon. Paro hurries and calls Moshe and Aaron. Vayomer Chatasi Lashem Elokeichem Elochem. I've sinned against God and against you. Vyatas Onichatasi. Please, Davin, get rid of these. Get rid of this mothers, this death. Arab is a serious maka. Serious maka. Why is it more serious than others? Not 100% clear. Many Mepharshim explain. But this power gets so upset. He calls it mothers. He calls it mothers. He call the other makas mothers. And they daven. So, question number one. Ask Rav the Aznaim Latora. Says that... Oh, did we not see that the... Uh, it's the grandfather. Okay, that was Naim Torah. Says the says number one, Rakasam, why is he called it Mavis? Question one. Question two, Vayimaher Paro. Paro hurries. He didn't hurry by Dam. He didn't hurry by Arov. There are lions and bears and tarantulas in my house, but I'm not running. I'm not hurrying. I'll meet Moshe. Dafka by Arba. Vayimaher Paro. Why is he hurrying so much? We all hate locusts, okay? But we, we can't. We're trying to imagine what locusts are like. There is, you know, it's certain every. I think it's every 19 years, 17 years on the East Coast in America, they have these these cicadas, the cicada attacks. Happened a couple years ago. It's like you can't drive. You have to put on your windshield. You can't walk outside. You crunch. It's just. I mean, here yeah, outside, if you don't have it. Okay, you hear cicadas. You see a couple on the trees. But it's like the only thing that we can imagine close to it. That you, the, the, the cicadas every 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 uh, couple of decades. This is Arba. So what was he so hurried about? So, well, okay, he was hurried, but I didn't hurry about the other Makas. Says Rav Saratskin, Zalman Saratskin. In the Azayim Torah, Source 5. Mehirizulam Atzinu B'Shum Maka. You don't find it. Except later on by Makas Machoros. Adarava. Kishashah Moshe is Paro. What happened when Paro, when he, when Moshe asked, find it amazing. You read the parsha. Moshe, Paro asked, uh, Paro and Moshe are talking, and Moshe says, "When do you want me to get rid of the frogs?" Paro says, "Tomorrow." Tomorrow? What about today? He says, "Tomorrow." He's not in such a rush. Tomorrow? Okay. He says, "But here," he says, "What's what's Rocky? He calls his mother. He hurries. What's so bad?" Vahanire baze says the Azayim Torah. Sheyada Paro is Tevaharbe. Paro knew the nature of locusts, bugs, lice, these types of infestations. She'im hayu shohez man rav b'makam echad, hu matil rivei rivevos beitzim ba'adama. You let a locust survive for an extra hour or two, he's going to start planting eggs. And you think it's hard to get rid of a locust? You try to get rid of of the eggs of the locusts. The Yachari's manya dua, and after a while, it's hopeless. Mizbakim abetsim beyotsim ehad dor chadosh shel arbe. A new generation of locusts 
Anyone who's ever cleaned hair from lice could imagine. You'll miss one. You come back a week later, it's like you didn't start again. You didn't ever did it. That's it. The ain't miss pilo. The who ochel is a yibula chadosh. The kol yerekat so meach. Sheinichu avosav. Hadar shehalach lahachrev eretz acheres. You don't hurry by the locusts. They're just going to start laying eggs. The kibun shebiyama mahem lo yado echlilchom neged abetzim. I could kill a locust. How do I get rid of the eggs in the ground? No idea. Paro knows. Paro's a smart guy. He says, I gotta, I gotta get rid of him. I could kill these guys, but who knows what my children are gonna do? And the next generation, the whole, the, the whole, my, my whole empire is finished. Paro realizes, I gotta hurry. It's a mothess. Because if I don't hurry right now, who knows what's gonna happen in the next generation? Avamakazu, the next column. Imlo Yaazov Ha'arbe Takef Es Mitzrayim V'yaspik Lahatil Beitzim Mashchisos Badmas Mitzrayim V'harizu Bechia Ledoros Paraphrasing Chazal This will be a crying that will be forever Paro was worried and Paro hurried To put it into a positive light Paro realized the power of a second power of a minute if I'm not a Zariz if I don't act right now for generations to come there's going to be destruction Paro knew that to sell for, in, for Hatzalah later in the parasha we have the same exact idea Latov positive one moment for generations we know the Chazal later on in the parasha it's a Rashi, Perak Yud Beis, Pasuk Yud Zayin. Getting it to carbon Pesach now, Yud Beis Yud Zayin, the Pasuk says, Ushmartem Esamatis. Watch over those matzahs. Make sure they don't become chametz. Guard the matzahs. 18 minutes, stop! Right? All this, all the mucker in this Pasuk. Shmartem Esamatis. Ki be'etzem ayom hazeh, oseit yitzib osechem eres misrayim. Because on that day, Hashem took all of you out. You should guard this for generations. Chukas olam, laws forever. You know the Rashi. What is the Matos? We could darshan it, not just matzos. Switch around the nakudos. If you look in the Torah, the Balkari might get it mixed up. Shmartem esa mitzvos. looks the same way. Shmartem esa mitzvos. Don't let mitzvos become chametz. Don't let mitzvos be delayed. Do the mitzvah as fast as one can. So it doesn't come to rise. Says Rashi. Just like we don't turn mitzvahs into chametz. We don't delay, we don't let them rise. Do the mitzvah. Related to the principle of do it as fast as you can. Ask the Ksav Sofer on the Rashi. Shmaitam Zamat is wonderful Chazal. Guard the mitzvahs. Does it have anything to do with the rest of the Pasuk? The first three words. Wonderful. Guard the mitzvahs. Because Hashem took Yad and Mitzrayim. Any connection? Why this Chazal is dafka here? Guard the mitzvahs because Hashem took you out Be'etzam Ayom on that day. What's the connection between the first half of the Pasuk of Chazal and the second half of the Pasuk? Says the Ksav Sofer, source 6. In exact parallel to the verts of the Zayim Latara about Paro. 
but just in the positive. V'tzarech lomar, eich tzarech ladas, eich yisparish achar gaki be'ezam ha'yamazeh, v'nirli l'hazbir adim yon line three, let me explain the comparison, shimur matzah l'shimur, shimur mitzvah l'shimur matzah. Kemosha matzah tzarech shmira mechimutz, v'tzarech lasso b'isa tamid, just like matzah needs constant guarding, constant hashgacha, and even with one second, chametz, iser kares, get it out of the house, one second delay, you could lose it. Upeshihia maat machmitz kain saor shebeisa hu hayetsahara. Beshia maat bahalamas ayin a little bit, a little bit, not getting focusing on hayetsahara maat rega milamo negdo ulokavsho mechametz haisa who lay who mechametz haisa who lay for adam. If we don't control the chametz within us, the yetsahara the Gemara calls the saor shebeisa. That needs guarding every second. Every second of our lives, we've got to do the mitzvah fast, because if we don't do the mitzvah exactly when we, when we can, so then even in a second, we could lose it. It could turn into chametz. What does it have to do with the Pasik? We know, he continues, B'nai Yisrael were so shakua, they were so low, they had no mitzvahs. Right, what did the Malachim say? What are you redeeming them for? They're also they also serve idols. They're also of the Avadah What schus do they have? They have nothing. What's the difference between the Jews and the Egyptians? They all look the same. Chesh Baruch said, no, 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 they're just covered in mud. It's not inherent. They were on the 49th level of Tumah. The lowest level of Tumah. There are 50 levels. <coughs> 50 levels of Chachma. Moshe Rabbeinu reached the 49th. He couldn't get to the 50th. And there are 49 levels of Tumah. The 50th, you finished. Just like the 50th, you can't reach in Bina. 50th, you can't reach in Tumah either. Or else we'll finish. But Israel, we wouldn't have been in Israel. So we know, Chazal tell us, they were at the 59th level. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to take them out at that very second. Shigalam Hashem chishmaher b'yom echad. V'yaduah ha-medrish ki imhaya o'cham zman ma'al o'haya takuma. Ki hayo ha-mshukam b'tuma. Kainu b'chala adam. If he wouldn't have taken them out at that second, it would have been like the chametz. Matzah turns into chametz. We're finished. What does the Pasuk say? Ushmaitem as a matzah. Guard the matzahs, guard the mitzvahs. Because if you don't do it, you lose it. On that specific day, without wasting a second, Chodesh Baruch took us out. Because if you don't act right now, for generations to come, it's going to be finished. There's never going to be a Klai Yisrael. Paro knew for generations to come there wouldn't be a, any Mitzrayim. Shem says, Shem took us out right away. We shrived them as a matzah. Kain tishmur is kol ha-mitzvahs. Ki be'etzam ha-yom ha-zeh Hashem took us out. There wouldn't be a, another stage and it would have been finished. Paro with the Arba, B'nai Yisrael with the Matzahs. Every second, how important a second could be to turn, to turn history. How important a second could be. Writes the Otsra Satorah. The Otsra Satorah in source number seven expands on this and gives another example and says another time where we see that it's a second a second can make a difference. Lekach zesor seven lemedim anugam mehabrachu shabirach yitzchakas Yaakov. Think back a couple of weeks, a couple of months. Yitzchak Avinu gives the brachas to Yaakov dressed up as Esav, and then from the Torah it says Yaakov goes out, Esav comes in. What happens? They didn't see each other on the way out, so the medrash adds an illustrative detail, a detail that adds a little bit to the story. Rashi just says, yeah, This one goes out, this one goes in. 
Says the Medrash, line three. Nechloku, Echloraz Yaakov, two Deus. How did Yaakov and Esav not see each other? Or at least how did Esav not see Yaakov? Rebbe Aivu Amar, Haya Habayas Mefulash. There were doors on opposite sides. Zen Nechlas Pesach Echad, Zen Yasmin Pesach Sheni. As one went in, the other one was going out. Exactly at that moment. Rabbanan Amru, Rabbanan said, Amad lo Yaakov me achore hadeles. Yaakov was just on his way out. The door opened. Oh, he jumped behind the door. He jumped behind the door. As the door opened, Esav went straight. Yaakov ran out, scooted out behind him. Ba'az Yatsa. Says the Osiris Torah, think about it. A second earlier. If Esav would have walked in a second earlier, the whole story would have been different. If Yaakov would have delayed a second, Jewish history would have been different. We see what can happen in the seconds. We see what can happen in the seconds. One second could affect all of Jewish history. There's a book some of you might have heard of. I gave a drush about it a couple of years ago called The Tipping Point. The Tipping Point. It's a book about how certain points in our life could tip us in a certain direction. Could push us in a certain direction. We could be in, uh, take one word of inspiration, one experience that we have that changes us for the rest of our life. One moment, the power of a moment, the value of a moment. Paro knew the value of a moment. Kodesh Baruch was telling us, Yaakov and Esau, all Jewish history would have been different. And finally, one other story which is semi-connected, but it's connected enough to mention it. You can't not mention the story. Beautiful story. It's quoted in the footnotes there, but it's quoted elsewhere as well in source number nine. That's in the in Radin. One of the great Rosh of Radin was the Granat. The Granat was Gon Rav Naftali Trup. We have the Chidushia Granat. One Sefer. So one of the Rosh Yeshivas in Radin. So at the end of his life, he was on his Rahman uh, al he was uh, towards the end. And the Yeshiva wanted to do something for, for him. Somehow, you know, be Mazaka him. So they started going around to give, give. Who, who wants to give some time from their own lives to the Granat? So one boy says, I'm going to give an hour. I'll give an hour. An hour to the granat. They start taking, taking lists. One guy gives an hour. One guy gives gives forty five minutes. This everybody's, everybody's giving different amounts of time. So okay, for the granat, for the Rosh Hashiva, for the Rebbe, I'll give some time. I'll give some time. So finally, they have the whole list. They go to the Chavetz Chaim. Chavetz Chaim. You see, Rebbe, you know we're, coll- we're we're collecting. We're collecting time for the granat. Rebbe, Rebbe, you want to you want to be mitzvahy? How much how much do you want to give? See, thanks. This. Mm, it's thinking. Thinking. I'll give a minute. After thinking, he says, I'll give a minute. Of course, for the Chavetz Chaim, a minute is infinite. What you could do in a minute, he even had to think about it. Because he gave a minute. That was to everybody else's five hours. That was the Chavetz Chaim's minute. What you could do in a minute what you could do in a minute. Jewish history can change in a minute. That's the Arbeth. Vayamayar Paro! We hear, we read that this Shabbos, Vayamayar, we gotta shake! We gotta be Mamaher. We gotta be Mamaher. We gotta, we gotta tip our lives always in the right direction. Okay. Perek Yud Aleph, Pasuk Gimel. Moving right along. Yud Aleph Gimel. So Hashem says to Moshe, 
Maka number nine has been finished. There's one left. One whammy left. One big one. And Hashem says to Moshe, speak to the people and tell them to go into all the Egyptians' houses and borrow some things and take some things. And when they deny it, they'll say, no, I saw the Ramakas Chosha. You have this here. Don't lie to me. And they'll give it all. Hashem gives the chain of the people Moshe was in the eyes of the servants of Paro and in the eyes of the nation first of all the first who is the first Gadol? oh he's a Gadol. he's a Gadol. there are many Gaonim around who is the first Gadol? Moshe Rabbeinu right here right Ish Moshe Gadol Ma'od he was he was a Gadol. Like Moshe Rabbeinu, you can be called the Gadol. That's that's the that's the bar. The Tosefis Bracha, the Tartamim and his other sefer on Chumash. Source number ten picks up on the double lashon at the end. What do you mean Moshe was great in the eyes of the servants of Paro and in the eyes of the nation? It already said it already said earlier uh, that the people found favor in the Egyptians' eyes. So Avdi Pharaoh and the Am. What the Am? It's not even sure exactly clear which Am is he talking about. Lachora, the Am of Am of the Egyptians, Avde Paro, and the Am of Paro. What's the difference between Avde Paro and the Am of Paro? It says the Tosaf is bracha. What's the definition of a leader? What's the definition of a leader? Haribusa bazeh, mishum de bechlal yesh anoshim mitchunom yuchadot. There are many people out there. There are many leaders out there that have certain attributes, tremendous talents. Yesh shall pi chachmasov kishronosav anaalim, mafik ratzon, rachme anashim chachamim, hamivinim erechachmaso gedola. There are some people that are geniuses. Some people that they, their chachmas Torah is beyond comprehension. Their brains work so fast, you're near them, you're like, whoa, can't can imagine. But when they talk in Torah, their transmission in Torah, they can only talk to a certain echelon of people. They can speak to the to the people who know. They can speak to the upper levels of society, the intellects, the intellectuals. That's who they could get their Torah across to. But most of us, all of us, the regular Balabatim amongst us, the, the Amiharits amongst us, the Hamon Am amongst us. If we don't understand, we're not we're not on that level. Well, Yakirbo, they'll they'll be giving a shear, they'll be they'll be telling me something amazing, and it'll just go right over me. It'll just woo, right? I just won't get it. They'll be talking, and I won't be receiving. So he could have this person could have great talents, but if I'm not getting it, so then there's something lack. If I'm trying, if I'm, if somebody's not trying to get it, then they're not going to get anything. But if somebody's trying to get it, so then this type of leader is not going to be for him. But for Yesh, line 5, Gam chachamim sheyitaron kisharon lohem laseis lahakir atzmo gam leruach hahamon lomatzavam hanafshi uleerkam haruchani What's a true leader, says the Tosefus Bracha? Not just somebody who's got the lumbus. Not somebody who's got the brains, who could think about it. But somebody who could transmit it. Somebody who could give it over. Somebody who could, t- could inspire the masses. Somebody who could speak to many and be able to bring them up and closer to Hashem. To take the difficult topics but make it palatable to so many people. You read some of the worst of the philosophers. You can't understand that unless you're a philosopher. 
So Torah has to be made open to all. And that's what Shlomo HaMelech says in Kohelas on line 10. The Yoser Shahaya Kohelas Chacham, besides that he was a Chacham, Olime Das Es Ha'am. He taught the Am. What's the Chiddush? Exactly our point. Because Am always symbolizes the masses. The Hamon Am. That's what Am symbolizes. Besides his great Chachma, you trans- transmit it. That's what the Pasuk is saying about Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest leader that we ever had, the first Adol, Moshe and Moshe, Lokamka Moshe, but nobody was like the first Moshe. The first Moshe says the end of the Tosevis Bracha, Ki Moshe hayu shteyat Hu haya yodea lahalech gam im sarei paro, right, the avde paro, the aristocrats, the ones who were in paro's courts, the ones you had to speak on a certain level to. That's avde paro, but also ubenei ha'am. Moshe Rabbeinu had the power to do both. He had the power in the base Medrash, and he had the power, so to speak, in the base Knesses. He had the power in both. Okay. Related to this is a thought at the beginning of the parasha from the Chassam Sofer. We spoke a little bit about this last year, that the Torah is for the Hamon Am. Just a little deeper in the discussion of Parah. Parah finally gives in at the beginning of the parsha and says, okay, you can go free. Who wants to go? Okay, men. Who, who does worship in the temples? The men do worship. Let the men go. Right, the women will stay home with the kids. Alright, says Moshe. No, no, no. Source 11. We're taking everybody. Men, women, and children. Everybody's going. What's behind? What's behind the machlokas between Moshe and Parah? Paro says, what's religion about? Who do you talk to? What's wisdom about? You just speak to the Arist- you speak to the Av- 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 De Paro. Speak to the highest levels. Moshe says, no, 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 that's not what Torah is about. Everybody. Everybody. No matter what level. Right? We give a religious education to a two-year-old. Right? A two-year-old knows about Shabbos. Starts knowing about Shabbos. Starts knowing that there are differences in Shabbos clothes. Two-year-olds. Right, religion is for even a baby. Even a baby. Paris, I can't understand it. But that's Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu had the power to speak to all. Good. Moving right along, going to number 13. Number 13, I've heard in the past in the name of Hasidish Rebbe's, and then I found it in the name of the Grah. So I don't really know what the source is. Uh, but uh, again, my father-in-law loves the Grah, so I'm saying this again, L'Refur Shlema. Uh, but um, I don't know if I heard this gruff from him, but it's, uh, it's a beautiful, uh, if it's a gruff or whatever else the so- whoever else the source is. It says in source number 13, the Pasuk says by, by Makas Bechoros and by Carbon Pesach that the Bnei Yisrael put the blood on the doorposts. They put the blood on the outside of the doorposts. V'haya hadam lachem laos al habatim. Source 13. The blood will be for you on the houses. Put the blood on the houses. Vahaya hadam lachem laos al habatim. The dam will be for you for a sign on the houses. Here we go. No tzriachad shal as echad migdali Yisrael. There was once a Christian that once asked a great God of the Torah. Heich atem maminim b'hakamas abayis hashlishi. You guys really believe that there's going to be a third temple? Come on. There's not going to be a third temple. I'll prove it to you from the scriptures. All right? They know they know Tanakh better than us. Right, I'll prove it to you. We should, we, this should inspire us. But uh, I'll prove it to you. Ask the Christian. I'll pull you a pasuk from Chagai. What does the pasuk from Chagai, one of the treasures, say? 
plus the second line, Godo Yiyakavad Abayis HaAchron Min HaRishon. The second, the, the Bayis Achron, which was referring to the Bayis Sheni, Bayis Achron is going to be greater than the Rishon. Whatever that means. Greater. In what sense? But says the Notesri, what do you see from here? That the second bias is called Achron. So you see Achron means second. Right? I'm saying Achron is the, I'm sorry. The second one is the bias, is the, um, is the uh, base, base I make Dutch. The second base I make Dutch is called Achron. So he's the last one. The last one! Finished! Pazak and Chagai. Must not be a Bayish Lishi coming. So what did the Godel answer? The Heshev low line four. No, no, no. You got it wrong. Sometimes Achron could mean second. Achron doesn't always mean last. Acharon, Acharon Chaviv. What does that mean? Acharon, Acharon Chaviv. So maybe they say Achron. There's the penultimate and the ultimate. Right? It's almost. Right? So Achron doesn't always mean last. Where do you see Achron doesn't mean last? Think back. Think back to a couple weeks last week. Means after the first one. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu was given three signs to show Paro to know that he was the true God. Three signs. What were the three signs? The Mate turning to the Nachash. That was number one. Number two is his hand was going to get Saras. And number three was Dam. He's going to turn water into blood. What does Hashem say? After he gives Moshe the sign, one sign, two signs, what does Hashem say? I'm reading line five. If they don't, if Hara doesn't believe you, the second sign is called Achron. So the notary answers is answered by the Godel Batara. Look, you see, you're wrong. Bayis Achron doesn't mean it's the last one. Achron just means Achron to the first, but it could be a third. Because you see, this, this, the sign of the second sign wasn't the last one. There was the blood. The blood was the third sign. Now, what does our Pasuk say? Fahaya hadam lochem laos al habatim. The blood will be for you for a sign on the houses. On the houses. The blood, the third sign, will be for you for an oath. It'll be a sign on the Batim, on the Batim Mikdash. On the Beitai Mikdash, you'll be able to prove from these Psukim, from these Psukim, you'll be able to prove that there'll be a third Beitai Mikdash. Because Achron doesn't mean that. The third sign of the blood, the Dam, the Dam will be the Os on the Batim. Hafwa As we continue, two more thoughts. Two more thoughts. Perak Yud Beis, Pasuk Tezvav. You can just look at it in Source 14. You have the Pasuk there. A halachic thought. A halacha that's hinted to in a Pasuk. We know this is the thought from Rav Nassan Adler. Rav Nassan Adler, Rebbe of the Chassam Sofer, one of the holiest people. We don't have so much written from him, but the way the Chassam Sofer talks about him, we know who the Chassam Sofer was. So We know who the Rav Nassan Adler was. He only spoke Lashon HaKodesh on Shabbos. That's it. Shabbos, Lashon HaKodesh. That's one, one yuk that we know of his. Says of Nassan Adler, he quotes it sometimes in his commentary on Shulchan Arach and in his Shuvis. What does the Pasuk say? Ach, bayom harishon tashpishus armi batechem. On the first day of Pesach, on the first day, which happens to mean Erev Pesach, right? Yom harishon here means Erev Pesach. Get rid of the chasar, get rid of chametz. Get rid of the yeast from your houses. Ki kol ochal chametz, because anybody who eats chametz, v'nechras and ha'nefshahim Yisrael, he will be chayef kares. Miyom harishon ha'yom ha'shvi, seven days. 
Says of Nasan Avar, there is a machlokas at the beginning of Mesechas Psachim. First Mishnah Mesechas Psachim, Arla Arbasar, Bokran Sachamis, Laraner. Bedikas Chametz. Why do we do Bedikas Chametz? Why do we search for Chametz? Well, what's, what's, what, what's the, what, that Takana de Rabbanan, what is the purpose of Bedikas Chametz? So Rashi says, very famous Rashi, Rashi says, why? So we don't violate Baal Yerabai You don't want to have Chametz in your house and violate Baal Yerabai so you don't want. That's why we check to make sure we don't have any chametz. Tosvis, the first Rashi in, in Sakim, second first Tosvis in Sakim. Tosvis, what are you talking about? We do bitul chametz. We nullify our chametz. We say our chametz is null and void. It's like the dust of the earth. It's onerous. One has, by the way, one has to understand the kol chamira. If one thinks it's just like a bracha, then one's not yotze. It's not a bracha. Better to say it in English if one doesn't understand kol chamira. Right? So it's incumbent upon the husbands also to make sure the wives and the children know what kol chamira is. So you say, we say one version at night, one version in the morning after the time of the burning. But after we burn during the time, before the uh, edge of the, end of this month. So Tosa says, we already nullify the chametz. So we're not going to violate anyway the Isra Bal Yerabai Yimatzeh. So there's a lot of discussion with, uh, for Rashi, not for now. But Tosa gives his own shot. You know why we do Badika's chametz? Imagine if you have chametz in your house. And you nullified it. So you're not violating by Rabbi Yimatzai. What would we do? Probably come to eat it. If chametz all over your house, b'dikas chametz because you might come to eat it. That is the sheet of Tosfus. You might come to eat it. That is um, that is what Tosfus says on line four. Then the question is though, there are a lot of things we can't eat. A lot of things we can't eat. I remember, interesting, just as, a, as an aside, I remember as a, as a young child, I remember how old I was, six, seven years old, I remember there was a, um, a Russian family that was just becoming uh, religious at the time they came to our house for the, one of the Sadar. At that time it was one of the Sadar. So they came, and I remember I opened the door, I remember it's vividly, I opened the door, I remember their name, but uh, I opened the door, I'm like, oh, Chag Sameh, Chag Sameh, they said Chag Sameh, and they gave, us, they gave us a bag of presents, and they gave us the present. I'm like, wonderful. I was six, seven years old. I opened it up. It was a big bag of Kit Kats. A whole bag, like a hundred Kit Kats. I'm like, wow. Now I forgot for a second. I'm like, wow, this is great. Well, my mother was right behind me. She reaches over. Thank you so much. She puts it up on top of the fridge. I'm like, oh yeah, it's hummus. Right? So I, I forgot for a second. It's very, if you don't do badika, if you have it in your house, you might come to eat it. You might come to eat it. So that's what Tosfus says. You got you to do badika. But then ask Tosfus, but one second, there are a lot of things we can't eat. And there's no mitzvah to do badika and get her out of your house. A lot of things we can't eat. Right? Though, we all, we all, if somebody bakes challah, bakes, bakes a challah, they're mafresh challah. So you have to burn it. You don't have to get it out of your house. You don't have to do badika. Is there any challah left over? So why, why, why dafka chametz? Why do you have to search and destroy chametz? So Tosva says, Tosva says on line 9, Tier to the chametz shiny, kivan she'en bedelen mimenu kalashana. Chametz you eat the whole year. Other things that are usser, they're always usser. Chametz is the only thing that's only usser for a week. You can eat, yesterday you can eat the bread, today you can't eat the bread. That's where there's the worry. Something that's treif. I never, what if I've, I'm not allowed to treif in my house? Not a good idea. But I don't have, to, I don't have a chiv to get it up and destroy it. So point number one, Tosa says, because it, you always eat it. Earlier, the Tosa's quoted, also a second reason, because this also has an iser of kares. Many things that are treif, there's no iser kares. Right? Maybe it's malchus. You get whipped. Kares and you eat it the whole year. That's a big discussion at the beginning of Sakhim. Finished. 
Says Rav Nosson Aboy, let's read the Pasuk again. Let's read the... What does it have to do with anything? It's not a nice, nice discussion, but what does it have to do with anything? Says the Rav Nosson Adler. Let's read our Pasuk. Let's read it through his eyes. Line 14. Ach bayom harishon tashpish army batechen. On Erev Pesach, you got to get rid of your chametz. you got to do Badika. Why? Why did you do Badika? Add into the words of the Torah. Why is there Badika's chametz here more than any other thing, any other isser in the Torah? Kikal ochel chametz v'nichrasa hanefeshahi. Right? Because anybody who eats chametz, right? I'm sorry. Let me, I, I, I skipped a step. Tashpish army batechen. Do Badika. Why do you have to do Badika? Kikal ochel chametz. Because you always eat chametz. He's always eating chametz. You gotta get out of your ass, not like everything else. You're always eating chametz. Kikal ochel chametz. Next line. The nechrosah hanefeshahimi Israel. The Pasik itself is giving the two reasons of Tosfus. What makes this unique? Why do you gotta do bedikas chametz? Because number one, you eat it the whole year. Kikal ochel chametz. We always eat it. Number two, v'nechrosah. V'nechrosah. And we have kares. He even then adds the rest of the Pasuk. What about Yom Kippur? You're allowed to have food in your house on Yom Kippur. That's also kares. That's also you ate yesterday. What is the continuation of the Pasuk? This is for seven days. This is for seven days. So you got the two reasons and you have why the length, why not even Yom Kippur has these halachas. Has these halachas. The remis. Finally, the last thought we will do for tonight, and there's a thought that I mentioned in Pashiurim, but very worth repeating. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. End of the Parsha. If you ever have to speak at a Pidyon Aben, 90% of the time, this Rabbi Yaakov is going to be quoted either by you or by the person speaking. But again, it's the thought about Pidyon Aben. Last end of the Parsha we know is the one of the four places, uh, actually two, two of the four places uh, in the Torah, which talk about tefillin, right? Two of the four parshas that are in our tefillin are in the end of this parsha, and at the end of that discussion, also the mitzvah opinion of Ben is mentioned. Says the Svarno on Pidyon Ben, Vizel Shono, Rabbi Yaakov quotes it. What's the big party for? Big party. I give the coin money. I get him back. I get my son back. What's the big party for? Because now my son is Kulo Kodesh. It's all he's all holy, he's belonging, he's sanctified. I pay the Kohen, I give him the five slime. Now he now he does mundane work. Avodas Chol. Wonderful, let's throw a party. We even make a Shekhyanu. We even make a Shekhyanu by Pidjan Abed. By Brismil it depends where you are. Eretz Yisrael, they may say Shekhyanu, Khazars they don't, Pidjan Abed, everybody says Shekhyanu. Pastor Byakov on the Svarno. We're making a party. Why? Because he went from Kodesh to Chol. Wow. That's a reason for a party? Because he went from Kodesh to Chol? I would think the opposite. I would think Chol to Kodesh, he should make a party. You make a party from Kodesh to Chol? Just the opposite. Just the opposite. Even so, also he asks, the language that we say at Epidjan Aben, line 9, When the Kohen gets the Pidyon, this is this one isn't so famous because how many pidyon events have we gone to? Why don't why don't we just say the kashem shenichnas like we do at a, at a mila? We add 
Torah, you're at Shemayim. What's that extra bracha? Says of Yaakov, it's based on a thought that I've mentioned other times in my commentary, Bracious and elsewhere. We're just going to do what he says here now. There is a major distinction between the avoda of a Jew and the avoda of someone who is not Jewish. Other nations believe that the body and the soul are two and never the twain shall meet. You want to be holy? Then you have to give up all Gashmias. Can't get married. You can't eat much. You can't talk much. You can't be involved with people. Right? You can't be involved, like we said, but with the, with the Hamonam, that like we spoke about Moshe Rabbeinu before. That's not a religious person. Right? You, have, you happen to have a soul in a body, but you know you try to do every, uh, as little as you can for the body and a lot for the soul, and that's it. There's the neshama and there's the guf, period. That's it. That's what they think. And that's why halachically, the only carbon that a non-Jew is allowed to bring is a carbon ola. Right? A non-Jew can bring a carbon. What do we say in Slichus? Ki beisi, beis tefila, yikare, l'chol ha'amim. All nations. The beis amidash will be the center of the world. Kol ha'amim. But they can only bring a carbon ola. Why? Because an ola is totally burned to the mezbeach. Because that reflects their avoda. Ola. Kulo, kulo. Taktir. Totally burned. Because you can't have any eating by a person with that. But B'nai Yisrael say no. The guf and the neshama synthesize together. Leo's guf shlishi to be a unique together to unit. They are unified. We spoke about this back in Parshas Bracious, the Ramban, Nase Adam B'tzalmenu Kid Musenu. That's Nase. Rashi says, oh, Kodesh was being humble. No, what does the Ramban say? Nase. Gashmius and Ruchnius. Shamaimius and Arzius. It's both. You put it together. And that's what the Ramah writes in our Echayim, what the, the Pshad and Asher Yatsar, Mathli Lasos, that we have a Guf and we have an Neshama that work together. And each cares for each other. And that's why it's so important to, to stay healthy and take care of our guf. Because the guf is the house for our neshama. If we don't take care of the house, then the neshama has no place. And the object is to sanctify the physical. And that's why he quotes the Gemara Psachim on Shavuos. You have to have a suda to show, uh, even though by other Yom Tovim, maybe you can learn all day, Shavuos, you have to have a suda. Because that's the day that we got the Torah. We have to reflect that the goal of life is to take the physical, to take the whole, and to sanctify it. And that's the extra lushan of Pidyon Abem. What's the party? Like the Svarno says, Shehi mutter bavodas chol. Because the goal of life is not to start off Kodesh. If the goal of life is to start off Kodesh, the Malach wouldn't cause us to forget all the Torah. Right? What would be the point? We know all the Torah. Why forget it on the way out? But that's not the point of life. We make a party because we're telling this baby, this baby boy, that your goal is to now take Chol and make it Kodesh and make it Torah and you're at Shemayim. That's the extra purpose. That's the extra line in, in Pidyon Aben. And at the end, So now he can achieve his potential. Because you need your Shemayim for this. You can't do it overnight. It's hard Avoda. That is why we give him a special bracha. And that's the reason for the Simcha of Pidyon Aben. 
Because our goal, we became B'nai Yisrael. Right? No more Ivrim. We became them. This Parsha. This Parsha was the transition. And Torah is for every individual in the nation. As we spoke about, it's for the Hamonan. That was what made Moshe great. But it's about making, bringing Kedusha into all aspects of our even physical life. Okay, again, Rufu Shalema, Rufal Tzvi Ben Malka, and we will continue, continue next week.